I'm going to try to be positive today. Okay, good luck with that. I don't I'm not expecting much from you. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> oh, you mean about the episode? Uh, no, about your mental state. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to try to be positive today. Okay, good luck. <laughs> good luck with that. In the podcast. I'm going to try to be mm-hmm. I'm not going to be positive about the episode cuz the episode sucks, but otherwise I'm going to try in general to have a positive mm-hmm. demeanor cuz I'm falling apart inside. Whatever it takes That rage will get you through So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm the smarmy actor Topher Grace. You remember me, Topher Grace. I was oh, the yeah. lead on the show, That 70s Show. And then I had a, was in a couple of movies, but I think I smarmed my way out of Hollywood. That's That would be my guess. That's why I think we don't see me very much anymore. The great so Topher smarmy. Grace. Weren't you in that horse movie? The horse movie. Which horse movie? The Horse Whisperer? No, the one about the racehorse. Sea biscuit. Yeah, I may have been. I may have been. I got to tell you, I haven't seen it. Are you a small man? Do you play a jockey? <laughs> I think I'm rather tall. Actually, I think I'm really tall and mm. lanky. You remember my character, uh, Eric Foreman, was dating Laura mm-hmm. Prepon on that seventies. True, show. true. And she's a tall drink of water, much like yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's me, Topher Grace. You know, I'm kind of an asshole because my name is obviously Christopher, and rather than go by Chris, I've decided to be Topher. At least it's not just fur, yeah, like would, F-E-R. That would be worse. <laughs> but but people love that 70s show. It's a show I was on. It's made me millions upon millions of dollars. So maybe I was in Seed Biscuit. Maybe I wasn't. It really does matter. Those residual checks come in regardless of the movies I make. It's true. Topher it's Grace. True. Topher Grace, nice to see you. All right, I'm going to get out of here now. Thanks for having. I love. I should say I do. I love Degrassi, the Next Generation. I wish Is sometimes your I show? wish one of my favorite. I w- sometimes I wish I could have spent my formative years on that show, and then I remember. Oh wait, those residual checks from that '70s show because it's still on 27 times a day. Mm-hmm. So I'll keep it with that. Mm-hmm. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. When was the last time you thought about Topher Grace, Rachel? I'd say maybe about five years ago. Okay. Okay. I'm sure it came up like maybe within the last five years one time. Let's say that because I don't know if it was five years ago or if it was within the last five years. You were seeing that movie he was in with Dennis Quaid maybe where he was like trying to date Dennis Quaid's daughter or something like that. Do you remember that one? Didn't see that one, no. so no, not then. Can't remember. I, maybe I was. Maybe I came across a Sea Biscuit DVD somewhere, and I, I came is up. Is in Sea Biscuit? I don't. No, Toby <laughs> Maguire is in Sea Biscuit. That too. I get them confused. They look kind of similar. <laughs> Toby Maguire. He was the Sea Biscuit guy. He's good. I like him. Topher Grace <laughs> just seems like a bit of a chud. Yeah. Is chud like a Chad, but like worse? Chud is like a cannibalistic humanoid, a cannibalistic humanoid urban dweller, I believe is what it stands for. It's from a, it's a movie. It's a horror movie of the same oh. name, Chud. Have you, have you heard one of my favorite derogatory terms to people? I don't it's know. It's a Scottish have I? one. It's a Scottish one. It's called Ned. Oh, you have, I think you've brought that up. And before. you call, yeah, you call people Neds when they're non-educated dunces. Mm, yeah, so you have brought that up in the past. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like dunces. But it's really it's really great if people don't know what it means and you're like, oh, they're such a Ned. He's because a fucking it's like, Ned. Because Ned doesn't sound that bad, but then like non-educated dunce is pretty bad. And I've been watching a lot of like old Treehouse of Horrors, so I'm really thinking about Ned Flanders a lot lately, too. Ned is a funny name. No one's named Ned anymore. No. What is it short for? I don't know. Nedifer? <laughs> Ned, Re- Ned, Ned Becca. Ned uh, Netherlands. That's their names. Mm-hmm. Netherlands. You've been watching some Treehouses <laughs> of Horror? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching some old ones. It's really great. Yeah, which ones are your favorite? What are some of your favorite segments from the Treehouse of Horror? Well, I had never seen one that was like a mid mid middle age Simpsons episode. Oh, Spindrift you got there. Um I um, watched The Simpsons a lot when I was a kid and then kind of fell off at some point. So they did their own Great Pumpkin uh, knockoff. <laughs> Pat's drinking a spindrift like a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see this, P.S. I know. It looks great. He's like, look, I'm enjoying my seltzer. <laughs> With that Most like, the- casual air. <laughs> I think that spindrift is fu- fully funded by uh, the drinking of white women, I would imagine. Yeah. This is my I wife's. actually haven't had any spindrift as a white woman. So I'll be honest. Adrian to- keeps, them, keeps them in the house. They are always around. And I do like them yeah. because I am a bit of a seltzer. I have an issue with the bubbles. I get I get a little heartburny from them. And these are very mm-hmm. uh, minimal bubbles. So she keeps them in house for me, mm. mostly. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, but back to Treehouse of Horror really quickly. Um, yeah. so I saw one from like season 20, maybe, or something like that. Maybe it wasn't even that late. Um, where it, they did their own, uh, great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I haven't uh, seen it, but I know about it. And I, it's actually it's, on my list to watch. It's very, very funny. They like, I think I laughed harder watching that one than I have during any of them. I won't ruin it for you because there's just some little bits that are just like very, uh, pizza man. I like the tree houses of horror. I've been falling asleep to them a lot. I do Bob's burgers. The Halloween episodes are great. Oh yeah. Those are good too. I should watch some of those. Yeah. They're really fucking good. And then of course the Roseanne's. What's your favorite um, costume from Bob's burgers? Oh, Cause man. I know mine. <laughs> I just watched one last night where, uh, Jean <laughs> was dressed uh-huh. as queen Latifah during her UNITY phase. <laughs> And I thought that was just a treat and a half. That's so specific. I love I it. Know. And he says, I really it exactly wish that, like that. Oh, I wish that I had a Halloween party to go to this year just so that I could have like a super specific costume because I'm only going to see like you and then children who are yeah. trick or treating at a distance and they're not going to know anything like Queen Latifah from That is so, it made me laugh so hard. My, I think my favorite just because it looks so absurd is when, um, Louise goes as Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men. God, that's funny. <laughs> Louise is the best. My favorite Louise thing of all of Halloween, my favorite thing is I love the watching the Roseannes. And then my favorite thing is a late later at like a season six or seven when Bev, Roseanne's mother, who you know, walks into mm-hmm. the Lanford lunchbox and it is decorated for Halloween and she says this. And I keep that on my phone all the time because it brings me <laughs> spooky, nothing but spooky. Ju- ghosts, goblins, and ghouls. Spooky, spooky. Um, I'm going to share my favorite Halloween thing with the broomheads, which is uh, thanks to my sister. 
there is a Halloween-y song called Spooky Scary Skeletons. Mm-hmm. And I got introduced to this maybe like, I don't know, when my a few years ago around Thanksgiving um, at my sister's house in L.A. when she used to live in L.A. Um, and Freeform, for example, uses this in a lot of their commercials. So you'll hear it a lot. But there are multiple remixes of this song. So there's like the DJ remix. There's like the heavy metal band version. Ooh. So like listening, if you look up Spooky Scary Skeletons and try to listen to all the versions, oh, I will. it will make you laugh till you cry. I will. I will definitely do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's how fun. we're doing. I feel like I, that's that was our how you doing segment without I didn't get yeah, it. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween, guys. <laughs> So we're almost done with Halloween, which is a bummer. Bums me out. I get sad around the twentieth. Uh, because oh man, it's see my I still have I still have my birthday coming up in like a month and a half, and I like Christmas, so I'm pretty happy oh, until December twenty sixth, and then I go downhill from there. I am too. I'm happy until all the yeah. way through to Christmas, but Halloween is of particular interest to me. So I mm-hmm. do get around the twentieth, twenty first. I'm like, oh man, I don't. I gotta. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I feel like November is like the lull where I get to have like a little bit of a reprieve before I get excited about a very different holiday. But we're not here to talk about Christmas movies. Goddamn. No, it's Mm -hmm. October. It's fucking October. We're here to talk about Degrassi, the next generation, of course. And this week we're here to talk about episode one hundred one. Oh, no. Six thirteen. What? It's the hundred and thirteenth. One thousand and thirtieth. This season feels like it's been one thousand and (laughs) thirty fucking episodes, if I'm being honest. This is episode yeah. number 613. It's the 113th episode of Degrassi, but of course, with all the two-parters, it's really like the 91st episode of Degrassi, the next generation. It's called If You mm-hmm. Leave. And If You Leave is, of course, by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, otherwise better known as simply OMD. Rachel, you got a favorite OMD song you want to share with us that's not If You Leave? Um, I, it's funny, I, uh, as a child, not, not child, but like early teen, I used to always get confused, uh, with, I kept thinking that OMD was OMC, who did that horrible song, How Bizarre. How Bizarre? And so, How Bizarre. And I just assumed they were the same band. Um, Enola Gay is a great song. Um, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Can I, I'm going to tell a very fast OMC song before we get into this. Yeah, yeah. I worked yeah. at a restaurant. Um, when I was in high school, I had a mm-hmm. phone line, like my own phone. Oh, me too. Line. Me too. Real, I did too. Real bougie shit. What was your phone number? Uh, I had to pay my phone bill, remember. but I got the phone line as remember. a Christmas present. My phone number, because it's not mine anymore, was 410-823-6333. I don't remember, but I best if, bet, bet if I asked Franny, he would remember. Yeah. He'd be like, oh yeah, let me Because I it. remember <laughs> Franny's number. I don't remember mine, but I remember, but that's my very good friend of mine. He listens to the podcast sometimes. So I had my own phone line and an answering machine and I would leave like very elaborate, like outgoing messages where one time I did an outgoing message that was the entirety of, um, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen from Pulp Fiction, only I was pretending it was me who was being shot and I was talking back with, uh, John Travolta and Samuel, oh, mostly just Samuel Jackson, as he's threatening to kill me. And I worked at a restaurant. I was a busboy at a restaurant, and there was a waitress there, and her name was Kathy Carr. Kathy Carr, last name Kathy Carr. And I used to sing us. I used to because I did. She was very annoying, and we used to. And I used to say, "How bizarre, Kathy Carr." Do 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 do. I used to just always say it. Everybody at the restaurant would laugh. It was a big thing. It's not funny, mm-hmm. but they would laugh. So I one day I changed my outgoing message on my answer machine to me just saying how bizarre Kathy Carr 
these fuckers that I worked with had her call my phone to hear me. And it's not even like, what does it even mean? It's not even like a diss. I can't like, it was, but it wasn't. And they had, she was like, oh, excuse me, Patrick. And I felt like a real dick. Anyway, back to OMD. Anola Gay. How bizarre. Kathy Carr. Stupid. But yeah, I don't know a whole lot of OMD songs. I know If You Leave, obviously it was everywhere. Um, I touch you once, I touch you twice, I won't let go at any price. What's your favorite, my pal? Well, I'll say this. I feel like if you write a song that's as perfect as If You Leave, it's kind of hard to top Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I like OMD. Would you say it's better than all Beatles songs? I don't know that it's better than Paperback Writer, but it's better than every other Beatles song is what I would say. So Paperback Writer is better than If You Leave. Yeah, that's it. Paperback Writer is better than If You Leave, but then If You Leave is better than every other Beatles song. Gotcha. Is Paperback Writer your... Meter Maid! Is Paperback Writer your favorite Beatles song? I just thought it'd be the funniest one to say. Because I was, I and you heard me. I just sang "Lovely Rita," which was the other one I was going to say. A different, a different song. Yeah, uh, I do like "Paperback Writer." Yeah, um, it's a good uh, song. I don't know if it's. I don't it's know. Got if a it's nice little writer. guitar riff in it. Uh, I like "If You Leave." Uh, I like that song. I'm so in love with you. <laughs> I liked OMD. I got into like a, a phase of. Uh, liking all of these bands like in my late 20s okay it's weird it's weird i don't know why what were you doing with your time then being a rad ass dude i don't know i was being cool i don't know I was, you know what had happened was this is a long story this is kind of a pointless story i used to work at saturday night live mm-hmm. humble brag it's not it's stupid who cares but when i was at snl uh so this was when i was like in my mid twenties, early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And at, and there was this thing, this like UCB show called like soundtracks live or something. And okay. cast members and like people would perform in character, like soundtracks basically. And mm-hmm. I went to one and it was the pretty, this is dead true. So, and it was the pretty and pink soundtrack, which I believe okay. this song is on. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's from. Yeah, okay. And so, like, Maya and Fred, and, like, they were in character. Like, they basically do the movie. So, like, Jack McBrayer mm. was Molly Ringwald, you know? So they, like, do the movie. And Maya was Annie Potts. <laughs> but then a band breaks into all the songs. And I went to that, and I had, like, I was f- certainly familiar with the the songs from Pretty in Pink. But, like, at that performance, like, Maya did Left of Center by Suzanne Vega. And then I was like, oh, my God. And I, like, found mm-hmm. Suzanne Vega. And it was around yeah. that time that I started to get into, like, all of those bands from that soundtrack. I was, like, deep yeah, diving yeah. all of those bands. So that's that story behind why I became a big-time OMD fan at, like, 27 hey, years old. In, that makes in sense. In 2007. That makes sense. So, yeah. 2007, the late, the late, um, first decade of the 2000s was a weird time. 2005 to 2010 was a weird time. Music-wise or just in general? Music-wise. Yeah, I guess. I mean, was it? Was it what? Like- I don't know. I felt like 
I don't know. For me, I felt like the 2000s was just me slowly trying to transition how I listen to music and not really figuring it out. Like 2010 is when I got Spotify. I think you overthink a lot of things is what I think. It's true. It's true. Um, But like around 2010 is when I first started using Spotify when I lived in England. And um, that kind of helped. But I think that I just kept having like computers die. So like all my downloaded music would disappear. And I just didn't know what Mm. I listened to anymore. And I think like I also moved um, continents. I moved to a different country. um, You moved house? into 2000 in 2006 i moved to england you, you moved and house. so different stuff was popular i moved house I i've moved never heard transatlantically the term, i never heard the term move house and then yesterday this is degrassi related yesterday uh-huh. i listened to a 26 minute soundcloud uh recording of shanae grimes beach answering the question of whether or not she was going to ever act again <laughs> because i follow shanae grimes beach and i actually quite like her i find her very charming yeah, yeah. Uh, her social media uh, very much so. And she and I had to put my email in to get the link to the SoundCloud. And I listened to the whole thing. And she talked about moving. She said, and I had to move house. I had never heard it before. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard that phrase, but I definitely don't say it. No, I that's was like, like when people say, that's when people say they're like a boy mom. Mm. Oh, okay. Do you say you're a boy dad? <clears throat> no. no. I've I heard that a bunch not. recently or like girl dad. And I'm just like, this is a very <laughs> weird... I hate it. I hate it. Uh, long, sh- a short answer to the long question. I'm she, a dog mom. Yes, you are. <laughs> she d- she does never want to act again, but she feels that maybe she'll have to at some point. She hates it. She's very. It was oh. a very. It was a very illuminating. Uh, Interesting. Piece of radio. Do you think that she was kind of forced into acting, or that she, she was, was just not, like young and naive? I can tell you the whole thing because I, I listened yeah, to the whole twenty six yeah. minutes. No, not yeah. at all. She very much wanted to be a famous actor, and then she got nine hundred two and zero, and was in L A alone and tabloids were writing not necessarily nice things about her she wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. getting along with her co-stars and she absolutely hated it and was like yeah uh, and then that would just ruin the experience for you doing i think like and she was like 18 so she wasn't of age to like go so it's very it was very illuminating 26 minutes i will say if you get a chance shanae grimes yeah, beach is just a treat <laughs> so she doesn't want to act but she acts the shit out, the hell out of this episode i was gonna say the shit but that would make it sound mm-hmm. bad do you know this? What I also learned from listening to this 26 minutes? Yeah, yeah. What else? She was the first cast member on Degrassi to be nominated for like their version of like the Emmys, I guess. A Gemini. Oh, award. really? I don't know if it's like the daytime Emmys kind of a thing. Yeah. And yeah. she won. Do you know what season? I certainly do. It was for her okay. first ever storyline, which was with, I oh. guess, Spinner. Uh-huh. When she said it was whatever the first story, big storyline she ever got. So it was in that, her maybe third that two parter with Jay. Probably when she's crying while Spinner's trying mm-hmm. to like have sex with her, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, that, that sounds one. about right. I don't know if that's the first person I would award an award to though from Degrassi. I feel like oh. there's been some great acting along the way. I don't know. You're not on the the Gemini voting. I mean, Body. particularly, particularly Mr. Del Rossi is just. Hey, you're not to give me a Gemini. Oh my goodness, I love it. I thank you so much. I'm gonna put this on my. I put it in the sock and I hang the sock on the door for when I'm having a sex with the dealer. 
I know we're not there yet, but oh man, Dylan dyed his hair Dylan, in this episode. Oh my God, Dylan, it's curly. He calls him curly brown Marco hair. Marco calls him curly or something. You take it easy, curly. Not like brunette or anything like that. I'm like he always had curly hair, but like just shockingly brown me. now. It's always funny to me when I hear a man described as a brunette. I don't know why that's fu- that seems odd to me. <laughs> It just feels like a, a man. tall brunette. <laughs> I don't know. Probably because I'm gendering the and the word has et in it. Yeah, yeah, that's like, true. I'm gendering the word, which I should cut. A that tall out. brune. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Rachel? Yeah, yeah. Anytime. I mean, most times. I I got. Do, does this season suck? I don't want to be negative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be this, negative. Season six. I thought with like, because I know that I kind of had stopped watching at some point around this time. And so there's a lot of the college years that I, I vaguely remember bits of the college years from our, some of our first uh, crew. Mm-hmm. But I think like by next season, I kind of pretty much stopped. And then there's like bits of like Holly J years that I'd seen. Um but then I really didn't watch it with any regularity till next class was on Netflix. And then right. I watched all of those. Right. Um, so I thought that this was going to be a more exciting season. And then this season is just like JT's death, which we like washed over, but then also are dragging out. But it's and now I'm like weeks. last week I was complaining that they didn't give it enough. And now I'm like, all right, can this. we move on? <laughs> Cause I would have wanted least- more of like him. I don't want. Like- yeah. It's sad to me that JT is gone. I know. It's not that sad to me. I don't really give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. All right. I just feel like this season has been so much hot Peter, who I don't care about, and the drag Mm -hmm. racing. Then Mm -hmm. Sean was coming back, and then he was in jail. Then he's Mm -hmm. out of jail. Then hot Peter's a dick, but now they're nice to him again. And then, uh uh-oh, he's a bad guy again. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think that, when the, our eighth graders graduated, mm-hmm. we just got left with like, I mean, Manny's obviously great, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I wonder if there's like a general consensus among Degrassi fans. Hey, do, hey, broomheads, dope monkeys. Let us know in the comments on the Instagram or email us or whatever you want to do. Let us know when this was airing, was this considered a kind of a whack season? Cause I think it's a, pre- I, I don't like any of these episodes. I find them very boring. There's nothing to talk about. Like this is this episode. Yeah. Uh, they get mad that Lakers comes to the cheerleading thing. Manny and Emma get into a fight. They make this, up done. This whole Lakehurst Degrassi thing doesn't feel fleshed out enough. Like if that makes sense, like it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere and accelerated very quickly. And like, I kind of wish that they had uh, started to plant those seeds like last season mm-hmm. instead. I mean, obviously like they, the writing isn't good enough to have done that because if they had, I think it would have felt more believable because just the way that it was kind of, like they're in there like, oh, hey, Mia, she has a baby and she used to go to the school and here's her ex-boyfriend and he's going to get in a fight with JT because he's like Nick says something shitty about Mia. And then JT's death like five episodes later, like it just like and then Drake and like is Damien friends with Drake and who is supporting who? And um, I don't know. I just like I was like, all right, guys, actually I, listening to you talk about it. Now I think this is a great season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
I think that um, the thing that I really took away from this episode was that like they should not have had the Spirit Squad competition two weeks after the death of a character because of a rivalry between the two schools. <laughs> yeah, because that would never, ever happen. No that was school a would ever idea. let... First of all, two weeks ago, before JT's dead, these schools are calling, like, fucking emergency peace meetings mm. to try... Because they're already fighting with each other. And then one of them murders a, a, a kid at Degrassi. And then Hatsu is like, come and have your cheerleading competition here at our school. That would never happen. It's just crazy yeah. to me. And then I'm like, who am I supposed to think is the bad guy here? Like... So basically what happens is they're like you just said, they're having this spirit squad competition and the finals are Degrassi. And of course it's between Degrassi and Lakehurst. So the Lakehurst kids all come and everybody's mad and nobody wants them there except for Manny. Cause Manny's like, we're going to win this competition and unite and give the Degrassi kids something to be happy about. Everybody's mad. They like boo the, they say, get out of here Lakehurst or whatever. They're mean to Manny's boyfriend. Who am I supposed to be siding with? Like, who were you siding with? I felt like that there was no siding because I think that it was kind of realizing that everyone's dealing with this in different ways, but no one has a perfect answer for how to do it. You know who I sided with? I sided with Snake because Snake realized that. <laughs> like, yeah, that is true. That's Because he's an adult because <laughs> that, that extra, those extra 12 years or whatever he has on these kids has really given him a lot of knowledge. <laughs> extra 12 years, Jesus Christ. <laughs> how old true. was uh, yeah. no, Spike right. when she got pregnant? Like you're pretty right. young. Like, you're right. It's so I felt like they were the episode was skewing towards like we're supposed to think like Emma's not that she's the bad guy, but that she's wrong. But then everybody else was joining in with Emma booing Lakehurst and saying, get out of here. Sean. Yeah. Liberty. Mia. Toby. Derek and Danny. Derek and the Dominoes. Derek and the Dominoes. I kind of felt like they were almost trying to not say that there was a right or wrong here. I thought it was actually a little bit well done because, because Manny was kind of saying like why they wanted to do their thing. And they went up to Mia and asked Mia to rejoin the spirit squad, even though JT was just, and it felt very like that felt very like, Oh, they don't totally understand what they're doing either. Like, I don't think that anyone, (laughs) I don't think anyone knows. Mia, you've been MIA for too long. And she's like, what are you talking about? My boyfriend's dead. I'm not going to fucking. And also, you want me to be a cheerleader? Hey, my, he was the mascot. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Mia in that moment so much. And then Emma walked up to her and was like, their heart's in the right place. But she's like, coming fuck out you. <laughs> my boyfriend's dead. It was very funny to me. Like, I'm, first of all, I'm 16 years old. I have, like, very little experience in life. I have a baby already. And my first, like, love of my life boyfriend was murdered at a party. Like, that's a lot of shit to deal with. By the friend of my ex-boyfriend. We think. Who knows? We don't know. I mean, Um, that's kind of the story. That's that. And then the other part of it is the Emma Manny friendship dynamics, which like all best friends go through these things. Emma and Manny have gone through it before where they get into an, a fight a little bit. And it's called If You Leave because Manny's going to finally move out of Emma's basement studio apartment with her parents and baby Jack. Um, she's talking to her mom. She's getting lattes with her mom. 
Mrs. Santos. Right. Um, and Emma's a little bit sad and she's like, you know, I, you know, can we watch like Dr. McDreamy and eat popcorn with ketchup powder? I got to ask like, about that. We got to put the, we got to put a time out on that. What the fuck is that ketchup powder? What is ketchup? Powder? Is ketchup? I'm assuming it's like a spice that you can put on to popcorn. I've just never heard of it. Does it taste like ketchup? Why would I ever want popcorn that tastes like ketchup? I don't know. People like different things on their popcorn, Pat. Jesus. Do, would you ever dip a piece of popcorn in ketchup? No, but I kind of want to try this ketchup powder. I was appalled by ketchup powder. Maybe I want to throw up. <laughs> Are you not a ketchup fan in the first place? Uh, no, not particularly. I like it I on like ketchup, French yeah. fries and a, and maybe a cheeseburger, but that's about it. I like ketchup. But like, What else um, do you put in I like on? to I like to dip my grilled cheese sandwich in Ugh. it. You put eggs, ketchup Sometimes I eggs. like... No, but I'll have it with hash browns. Uh, that's fine. That's a potato-ish kind of a thing. I can It's understand. a potato, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mostly like burgers and fries. Yeah. I like it with those. Mm-hmm. But it does like and, gross uh, me out. cheesy like, items. It get- I put it on, I put it on mac and cheese sometimes. Ugh. Oh, hideous. You it's do whatever delicious. you got to do. I can't I would probably doing. like the ketchup powder, especially if it was like cheesy popcorn with ketchup powder. Uh. <sighs> Sometimes, like, you'll, like, dip a French fry. I could have... I like how there's, like, the internet exists, and I'm like, I don't understand this ketchup powder thing. (laughs) I do the exact same thing. I do the exact same thing. I will sometimes (laughs) dip, like, a ketchup uh, French fry in a ketchup. I I started... I typed in ketchup pow, and the third item is ketchup powder for popcorn. So, apparently, this is a thing. It's because of Degrassi, I'm telling you. Everybody's looking it up for Degrassi. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. You can get ketchup meat seasonings, but you can put it on your popcorn. Apparently, ketchup like Food Network has Food Network Canada has a two point seven star rating for ketchup chip snack seasoning. It seems it like it's a, a thing Canadian in Canada. Thing. Yeah, it seems like it's a boot and a, yeah. oot and a boot in Canada. I'll sometimes boot boot. I'll sometimes dip a French fry in ketchup, and maybe I'll get like a little bit of the ketchup on my finger, and it grosses me out. Mm. But I just oh. ate it on the French fry. Why does it grow? I don't, I can't. The only one that grosses me out is mayonnaise. Mayonnaise grosses me out a little bit. Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is cum. Mayonnaise. It's cum. Like brunaise instead mm. of brunette. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Manny and so M- Manny gets mad at Emma for staging this. Uh, riot <laughs> i don't know like this protest at the mm-hmm. spirit squad thing also everybody's mm-hmm. being mean needlessly mean to manny's new boyfriend damien because he's from lakehurst he's the student council president from Lakehurst. sean is like get this he's like oh oh so they go to the dot they have a double date sean well that's that's sean's toxic masculinity showing through plus his uh inability to deal with his anger <laughs> but so but the my favorite part was sean emma manny and damien go to the dot marie jones to have a double date and sean's like so how's it going at lakehurst and he's like you know it's it's all right and sean goes uh last time i i heard one of your students was in jail and i'm like Glass houses, dog. You were just fucking in jail for almost <laughs> manslaughtering a person. Who are you to say that? Manslaughtering. Yeah. First degree manslaughtering. Mm-hmm. I'm so in love with you. Oh, yeah. Gotta throw that in there for the broom heads. They told oh, Manny man. she was sleeping with the enemy. Emma said that. Yeah, in Miss Kwan's class when they're reading King Lear. I love those like on the nose 
things like King Lear about two sisters who are like feuding. <laughs> Hilarious. Yep. So finally they go, Lakehurst goes to the spirit squad tryouts and both uh, cheerleaders do a completely unimpressive cheer that everyone is oh, like. Oh, they're pretty. I felt like Lakehurst was definitely going to be better, but like it still wasn't that much better. These judges couldn't believe and then how they good failed this miserably. Was. Yeah. They couldn't believe uh, how good this was. And uh, I don't know if like if cheerleading is just really underwhelming in Canada or if like this is just really bad. Cheerleading could be dope as hell. I just feel like these are the actors they yeah. cast. Has anyone seen Bring It On? I love Bring It On. It's great. Consider it broad. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Um, before but well before the the actual tryouts there is also a media immersion class where they're going to learn about video podcasting i don't know if you noticed that video podcasting podcasts were a thing i guess so i don't know we have to ask archie snake simpson archibald rupert oh sorry archibald rupert snake Snake simpson Simpson. sorry let me also do the air quotes Mm -hmm. snake snake simpson um and uh, that's when Emma starts to get catty with Manny about the whole thing and is like, I don't think we should be doing this. Like, and they start to have a debate in class and Snake kind of shuts it down. And then the competition happens. Yeah. And all the Degrassi kids in the stands start going, go home, Lakehurst, go home, Lakehurst. It's very creative. Yeah. Um, Liberty joins, well, it starts off with, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. Um, and then it's, cause that's what Danny and Derek are now going to be known as Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> Derek and the Dominoes. Derek, Derek and the Danny knows. Yeah. Derek and the Danny knows. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and, and, uh, then Emma and Sean and Liberty and Mia all join in and JT and well, JT's uh, JT dead. So also, JT's dead. So he did not, not join in at all. <laughs> He's passed. Toby, His ghost. Toby and Toby. I've, I'm, I was thinking also about how Toby was in media immersion, making like a JT memorial on his <laughs> computer. <laughs> Why are they Maybe it was just his home screen. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So then the competition kind of like ends because of all of this. And then all the Lakehurst kids and the uh, Degrassi kids get into a fight in the hallway. Yeah, Sean gets in uh, Damien's face and he says, take a big step back, Lakehurst guy. <laughs> Nobody knows anyone's name from Lakehurst. But how do you not, this is your best friend, your girlfriend's best friend's boyfriend. Take a big step back, know, Lakehurst right? guy. I know. Manny and Emma made up though. Mm-hmm. She said- And it was a very nice- Apology. I mean, as nice as it's going to be. And it was kind of explaining. I mean, it's back to like what we were talking about last week with like people grieve differently. And it's like same thing in this situation. Like this just happened. And I think Spirit Squad, it's like well-intentioned, but not really the best idea, especially because the Lakehurst kids had to be in the Degrassi school. That should have been in some third party neutral place. Yeah. And I mean, to paint all of the Lakehurst kids with this swath of being bad is not also not very good. But like. Come on, mm. this just happened. They were feuding. Let's not have them, mm-hmm. let's not add any fuel to the fire. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm so relieved because I was worried that I was going to have to be like on an island by myself defending Mia again. I'm so relieved you felt the same way. Oh, no, no. I completely <laughs> agree. I I was like, well, especially when like Manny and Darcy went up to her to ask her to join. <laughs> Mia, you've been, Mia, Mia, you've, you've been, been, am I? <laughs> which is clever. But at the I noticed that I noticed that the great Sud Sutherland directed this episode, oh, but did? I did not see who wrote it. But I did not see who wrote oh, it. This, so. That's why this one was so, the mise en scene in this episode was so on point. It was it's good as a good old Suds Sutherland. Pizza man. I was noticing some of these Pizza shots man. were framed beautifully because of the Suds. Yeah. But that was the whole A story. That was really. Take a big step I'm back, Lakehurst guy. I'm excited to see where it goes from here. I think we have a two-parter for the next episode. We maybe? got a cuckoo bananas, as always. Yeah. Just one. Just one. Um, she called her. She said, like, cuckoo bananas. Or she called her cuckoo bananas. What do you think, cuckoo bananas? Yeah. Yeah, when Manny was trying to steal all of Emma's clothes as she was packing. I have a feeling that Cassandra Steele said cuckoo bananas like as herself at some point. And like Shiler Stone heard it and were like, <gasps> we got to put that in the show. And then they put it in every episode now. Yeah. Like they got to yeah, get Manny in the episode just to say cuckoo bananas because they needed to sell a cuckoo bananas t shirt. <laughs> I would buy one. You would. And I would wear it to the B story. So I guess Marco has short hair now and a nose piercing. And Dylan yeah. has brown hair. Much time has passed. Yeah, I don't know. Marco's hair was, is this like a bad Marco haircut? I know there's famously like everyone hates Marco's hair all the time. I don't think this was bad. I think it was just, uh, I mean, actually, it's probably better than it had been, to be fair. Marco is uh, worried that Birdface, what's his name? Dylan the Birdface boy is cheating mm-hmm. on him with a guy named Julian Gerber. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts off because like Dylan's always too busy. So then obviously uh, Marco goes to the romantic experts, Jimmy and Spinner. At their t-shirt shop. I don't know if they still have the shop they or if they're just running the it out of their shop. garage. <laughs> no, <I laughs> they, they, they didn't really it. explain that one. Um, <laughs> they're managed to go and, to high school and run a t-shirt shop still. Good job. Good on them. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're having a conversation about it, and they're also talking about playing karaoke revolution. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and uh Spinner's convinced that like something's going on, and he's like, "Does Dylan have a my room page? We gotta find his my room page." Uh, whereas and, Drake is like, "No, no, no. You know, sometimes you just lose the romance. Like, you yeah. need you need the four C's. You need candles, cooking, cologne, and chill." He was doing Netflix and chill before there was even a Netflix, except it was exactly. candles, cooking, cologne, and chill. It was there was Netflix at the time, but it was the mailed home CD uh, DVDs. Right, yeah, they didn't do Netflix and chill yet. No, Does no. People still say Cologne that? and chill. Cologne and chill. Yeah. People still, still say know. that or once Target made a t-shirt of it, I'm sure it went the way of the went, dodo, yeah. as they say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, Marco makes a really fancy dinner for a dealin. A dealin. You get to make him a steak or you put a steak in the middle of a plate and you put the air on the sauce on it and you cut it up and you eat it and then you go have a sex in the room. Hey, Marco. Marco. Marco, you're like a mistake. Uh, you put it in the, on the, on the plate. 
Mm-hmm, you season mm-hmm. it with the ketchup. So uh, you put the ketchup a powder on it. So Marco like asked Ellie and the two Harajuku girls to go out to something so that he could have the house to himself. Uh, with with so he Dylan, could have a sex with the Dylan in the room. Yeah, in the room without the sock on the door because no one's home. Um, so. Dylan is being kind of weird because he's like, oh, maybe next year we'll live together by ourselves. And Dylan's like, or not. I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. And he's yeah. like, something must be up. So then the next day when he's studying, uh, Dylan's computer is just there. Sony Vio, if you remember those. Mm-hmm. Um, and an email pops up. And then he sees all these emails from a Julian Gerber. And yeah, Julian Dylan, Gerber. a Dylan is going to meet with a, a Julian um, at some <laughs> bar at like 4 p.m. and he's like let's not talk about things yet um and so then marco storms into like spinner and jimmy and spinner's like he has a my room page and he's like no 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 not that it's just (laughs) it's all after darcy's whole thing with adams um speaking of which i don't know if you noticed that one of the broomheads pointed out that there is a fake adams i did see that i did see that (laughs) from like 2010 which is amazing um so there is no My Room account, but Marco is like, we're going to book a table for three and we're going to find out what happened here. Yeah. Um, oh, God, so, it was great. So then he storms in on a Dylan's date with a, a Julian. Are you having the Julian over to have a sex in the room with the Marco? And then he gets himself all embarrassed because he learns that uh, this is a hockey recruiter for yes. Switzerland. Yes. They want Dylan, a Dylan to play hockey in Switzerland. He's being recruited mm-hmm. by Julian Gerber. Julian Gerber. <clears throat> yeah. Baby. The lead singer of uh, The Strokes, Julian Gerber. That's it. Oh, and then, and then they have a conversation and Marco's That's like, a- you got to do it. You got to do it. And and Dylan was like, you've never told me that you're proud of me. And like, it, it was very sweet. I actually uh, really liked that last conversation. Well, it's like, I mean, yeah, he wouldn't want to tell him because he doesn't think that Marco cares about his hockey career. And hockey is eyes, his life, not just a stupid little hobby. My eyes rolled so far in the back of my head. I don't know that they're ever coming back again. I thought it was sweet, but maybe also compared to the A story. Marco, you got to let the dealer to play a hockey. He gets a sweaty and he comes back and he has a sex with you in the room with a hot, a sweaty body. There's a lot of flip phones in this episode. I like everyone's got flip phones. So it really tells you what year it was. 2011? Seven, six, seven. Did you have a flip phone in 2011? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. I don't. When was 2011? I have no fucking idea. I don't know since like 2000. I think the iPhone came out in 2009. Monaco. I don't think I had an iPhone then in 2011. I think I did by late 2011. I think I had that phone that went like this way. Like oh, you like had a, a the BlackBerry? No, it wasn't a BlackBerry. Oh, that, it was like there was the other one that slid out. Yeah. Yeah, and you do it like a typewriter. That phone was yeah. dope. Yeah, cuz I hated like T9 days kind of sucked. So it was nice when you had the full keyboard. It was the full keyboard, yeah. It was great. I had that phone for a long time. And then I had like an Android before I got an mm-hmm. iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marco, you got the Android, the phone, and you put it the- Instead of typing M A, you know, P Q R A B C M N O. What are you spelling? Marco. 
But in Marco, T9. <laughs> and if you added more A's and R's in there and O's, it would take forever. I don't even remember any of this shit you're talking about. Oh. <clears throat> I'm so old and decrepit, I can't. My cobwebs are just in my brain right now. So that's our episode. Rachel. Yes. We have this thing that we do in the episode where we rank every episode mm-hmm. uh, on a scale of one to ten. It's a trademarked scale. We the do. The one we to do. ten mm-hmm. go there on how much the episode goes there. It's mm-hmm. called the 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 Degrassi every episode ever marathon podcast trademark go there scale. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Mm-hmm. I say it the same way every week, so that's how you know that's what it's called. The Degrassi mm-hmm. every episode ever marathon podcast trademark go there scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. wherein we decide on a scale of one to ten, with one mm-hmm. being the lowest, ten being the highest, how much every single episode of the show goes there. Mm-hmm. So Rachel, I'm going to ask you, how much yeah. do you think that episode 613, if you leave, goes there? I gave it a three. Um, it doesn't really go there very much. Three might even be pushing it, but like, I felt like the fact that there was a a whole school wide fight gave it the three. I guess, I guess that we're still like living in the afterglow of JT's murder. I guess that's not how you would put it. So it's so much afterglow. That's usually aftermath. I think (laughs) afterglow is normally a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. You know. I said what I said. Uh, yeah, I agree with the three. I think a three, yeah, because JT's still dead. We're still talking about it. Uh, there was a fight. Mm-hmm. It was a fight. There was a fight. Uh, Marco was a heaven to sex with a dealin, so that's always good for a for mm-hmm. one. They're actually not a heaven to sex in any room anymore because that's the whole thing of the episode. There's no romance anymore. Yeah, there's no sex and no rooms. But Jimmy Coynan, Netflix and Chill... Yeah, that's kind something. of in a, in a roundabout way. Yeah, that's, that's a something. That's that's worth a three. I'm gonna give it a three. Okay, three points. Three okay. points. This season better get better. It better get better. Although I I had my only it, eleven rating so far this season, but that was because of a character. Well, that death. was for, but that was also for go there. That doesn't mean that we like the yeah, episode. Yeah, that's true. In 11. That's true. Remember, yeah. I don't think I've liked any episode this season in eleven. I'll tell you that much. No, definitely not. All I right, touch you once, Pat. Yes, Rachel. Who was your most valuable Degrassian in this episode? Episode this is a six, hard one. 13, 613, if you leave. This is a hard one. It is a hard one. Julian Gerber, maybe? I don't know. What do you think? I, <laughs> I felt in my heart that my immediate first thought was probably the right choice because I really didn't like anyone in this episode, but I'd snake. You said Manny? Snake. Oh, Snake. Yeah, because yeah, I felt I'm like Snake say... did some good adulting in this episode. Yeah, I think that's probably a great answer. I feel like I can't say it now, though, because you said no, it. No, it's fine. You got to say one. something else. I'll say... <laughs> I'll say Manny because Manny's heart was... I don't know, but I feel like I give Manny this all the time. Yeah, I mean, I felt like Emma Manny was kind of like a good, if you could do two, like the com- the relationship between the two of them, I felt like was important. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Julian Gerber from uh, from the old um, uh, Zurich AC hockey team trying to, for trying to recruit uh, Bird, Dylan the Birdface boy mm-hmm. uh, into his hockey team and, and throw in Marco's world into a bit of a tizzy for a time. Oh, so I'm going to say, oh, you know who else you could say is uh, Manny's mom because she's like trying to get Manny to come yeah. back home. And Manny's tyrant dad. 
Interesting thing, though, I don't know Manny's mother's name, and I do know Julian Gerber, so I'm going to go, I'm going to stick with <laughs> Julian, Julian Gerber. Gerber. I liked the one line so that they, he said that gave him a vague accent, and I guess that that's Swiss. I'm not really sure. We love him is a good hockey. <laughs> we love him is a good hockey. That was his line. Uh-huh. So we have someone, a- we have someone to welcome into the room this week. Oh, I am so excited. I sit in the room all the time and I want to say hello and the welcome. This is for the new Patreons, the patrons who are, some of them are going to get to talk to us in 27 minutes from now. Mm -hmm. So we have Alana White. Oh, thank goodness you came into the room. We would have been a loser without you, Alana. Alana made us those damn t-shirts, right? Yeah. 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 She's the best. She's the best. We what should, a top-notch broom. We should, we should link those T-shirts in the uh, in the Patreon. Oh yeah, yeah, we should. Oh, we should Anna, talk hit to us Alana up if you want that. us to do a. Yeah, you yeah, hit us up. H U. It's usually H M U because you say hit me up, but, but it's H U U. H U U. Yeah, hit us up. We'll do that. We'll do that. A lot of made great Maddie O T-shirts. She did. That's a zebra. Got one. I know that. Mm-hmm. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to get on down. Da- come on down to the Patreon train. We're killing it over there. We released that episode of Devil's Diary, which was just the f- most fun I ever had talking about a shitbag movie. Oh my God, yes. So there you go. Get on over to the Patreon. Follow us on Instagram, SparklesBaz28. I feel like we're co- we have been coming in under an hour on these episodes quite a bit. Do we have anything else we want to talk to these uh, knuckleheads no, about? No, no. You just got to find us in those places. And also um, a reminder that we are yeah, going to take yeah. next week off. Yeah. So we don't, yeah. uh, just because we need a break with the election. Oh, yeah. So Oh, yeah. We'll be back oh, the week after that yeah. and we'll see how we're feeling. That's even a that, that's a lot to commit to because who knows if we're even going to know. But yes, yes, yeah. we will be back. Yeah, we'll let we we'll keep you posted back. on the socials. We're not on TikTok. We got any five star reviews? No, no new five star reviews. No, no, no reviews. No new reviews. Yeah. You write a five star review, I'm going to read that shit on the air. I'll probably rage a little, but we're going to read it on the air. Uh, that's pretty good. You write a one star review. Well, I don't want to encourage people to write one star reviews if it's really funny. We maybe read it on the <laughs> All <laughs> right. Broomheads, don't monkeys. We didn't say all the places. SparkleSpaz28, every episode right. ver at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Uh, the Facebook page. There's a great Facebook page. Someone was asking what the name of it was. Did you did we answer that person? Oh, I don't I don't think I saw that. Um so the, the our Facebook page is Deem Podcast, and then the Facebook group is the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast, Dope Monkeys, Ampersand and broom. Broomheads. Broomheads. You got to get on. Very long name, just like this show. We're talking about the Twilight movies. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, Devil's Diary. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, one of our great broomheads getting retweeted by the great Stephen Stone. Mm -hmm. We're just over there killing it. We're having a great time. Do all these things. It's fun. Join in on the community. It's fun. Mm -hmm. We love having you. We love seeing you. We love talking to you. And get on that Patreon. Get on there. And we'll see. First one to 50 bucks gets. McDonald's gift card. We'll be back. And dear Lord, for all of us, oh. I hope that Joe oh Biden is wins the election. If you if you got a mail in ballot and you didn't mail it in yet, throw it throw it in the garbage and go m- vote. Right? Would you throw it in the garbage or you'd have to? We well, could put take it, in the it box. to the. You could take it to the box. You could also don't vote in person. Mail it. Mm-hmm. Don't it's mail not it. Going to get there. 
Mm-mm. We got to get this done. Oh God, the next time we see these broomheads, oh my goodness, we're gonna be, we're gonna know the. Answer. Even if you requested a mail-in ballot, you can still vote in person. Important information. Important information. Also, let us know if this season sucks or if we're just uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> please do. All right, D heads, don't All monkeys, right. broomheads. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye.